unfortunately, I arrived too late. I buried John last week. He's dead? What happened? Well, his doctor said it was cardiac arrest, but I knew John better than anyone. Karate was his life, and after he lost all his students, it, it, it just broke his heart. Welcome to Karate Kid 3 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 3, three not-so-mellow minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And for one more time this week, joining us again from Batman are Niall and John. Welcome back. Oh, hi, guys. I hear that you're going to talk about these minutes. Is that true? <laughs> well, I really feel scared now. I mean, it's kind of like getting <laughs> my face. You intimidated us out of it. <laughs> Uh, today we are... people quake in their boots is this at the mere idea of sarcasm. So <laughs> <laughs> today we're talking about minutes 42 to 45 of the Karate Kid Part Three. They begin with Mike Barnes telling Daniel about his money troubles and end with Terry Silver bowing to Daniel LaRusso. What? <gasps> mm. uh, and uh, this is something I'm going to install, hopefully, and try to remember on our Friday minutes. But uh, happy TIGF. Uh, Speaking, it, it, it is Thomas Ian Griffith Fridays on Karate Kid Minute. <laughs> well, uh, I love it. <laughs> and uh, we pick up where we left off on Wednesday with Mike Barnes getting into Daniel's face about not signing up for the tournament. But why is this guy so adamant about Daniel being in it? Uh, we find out here that if he isn't, it affects Mike's financial future. Hmm. What's that too? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. That's my first question about this whole thing. Maybe you've addressed this already, but obviously, you know, at the moment, we haven't heard that. Um, Daniel not entering doesn't mm. stop you from winning the title. Mm. Right. It's obvious there's another motive here. You know, if because if, if you win, the title is now yours. Daniel doesn't have to be there to defend it. But he seems to make it sound like, well, if you don't turn up, I'm I can't win. Well, no, mm -hmm. you, you can. You don't have to defend mm. your title every year. There's still a winner. There's still a new <laughs> yeah. title holder. Because he didn't he didn't tell him like part of the deal was he had to make Daniel hurt, was it? He had to beat Daniel LaRusso at the tournament. That was part of the okay. deal. But I, th that's I the thing. Like we know that. Him, but but yeah. to Daniel, he'll be thinking, What? <laughs> Why? It makes no difference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's and Daniel is uh justifiably confused. <laughs> Uh, that he doesn't know that Mike owns, if he beats Daniel, he owns 50% of dojos that haven't even opened yet. They're all imaginary. They're all in Terry's head, but he owns 50% of them. 50% of the deal. dojos that 50% of the dojos that uh, he's already promised 100% of to John Kreese. So, uh, <laughs> that's insane. I mean, you might offer someone, oh, you can have 10%, 50. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's cause that contract's gonna stand though. Like I guarantee you, future seasons of Cobra Kai. Like once he's opened Cobra Kai, is all over yeah, the valley. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Barnes appearing. Like all right, well half of this is mine because you know we had a we had a contract. So doesn't matter. It's thirty five years old. I'm taking what's mine. A a stunning subplot of this movie is businesses being thrust upon people that you know might not be too interested in the actual business side of things. <laughs> Um, I mean, starting with John Kreese, who couldn't keep his business open because his students all left him, and now he's having financial failure. And then Terry's like, "Don't worry, we'll get our revenge, and I'll get and I'm opening a whole bunch of dojos, and you're gonna be in charge of all of them." Like he's what? Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then Miyagi getting thrust to the the bonsai shop upon him. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, Miyagi, get, you get the vibe from me. Him, he just wants to chill. He's like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm selling bonsais now. Okay, great, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Kind of feels like, <laughs> is this John Albertson, like, is he channeling something like, yeah, I was contracted to do a third movie I didn't want to do. <laughs> so <laughs> now that the plot line is people having things thrust upon them, yeah. that they, you know, entire business ventures that they're not actually interested in. Doing. It's like that fourth Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, also, here is... The, the, here's where I I think honestly Terry should just fire Snake because Snake just wasn't doing any good. He was being smarmy and he did a great job at turning a light off, but Daniel was not anywhere close to signing this form. And then and Mike had to like interrupt and take over the the whole situation. So there's no use for Snake at all, oh. except <laughs> if you need somebody like a um uh was who is the little creature that sits at Jabba's palace. <laughs> That laughs. Oh, salacious crumb. Salacious crumb. Yeah, Snake is the salacious crumb of uh, of uh, Karate Kid Three. Like, it, it just really <laughs> feels like they're trying to establish what they did in the first one of having like the mini bosses until you get to the main boss. So you have right. to, you know, and the but at least in that one, Danny had to fight them all during yeah. the tournaments. Snake is just at the tournament, just standing. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter that he's there or not. Like. It's, he never has to, actually has to defeat Snake at any point, and then get through him to get to Mike Barnes to get the, through Mike Barnes to get the Terry Silver or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So he is just a, a needless, you know, a nepotism hire of just like <laughs> we've invented this character. And let, let me say too, I love everything about him, but like this chain he's got going on. <laughs> Don't you dash of Snake. <laughs> just like the this. The, Shirt buttoned all the way to the top, tucked in, Ugh. the audacious belt buckle, the chain, the baggy jacket. It's just like, wow. It's a different time. <laughs> like, yeah. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Mike, uh, Daniel says he's got nothing to prove, like in part one, Karate Kid, and nothing, no reason to fight, like in part two. So he's outlined, he's like, did you see the recap? It's uh, <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. Mm. Uh, but Mike doesn't care. He wants his money. And so he starts getting physical and shoves the application into Daniel's chest, uh, which gets Snake laughing. Um, and I love that it's like a very much a uh, finish each other's sandwiches uh, kind of line because Daniel's like, listen, I said forget it about it, all right? I'm not going to. And then Mike says, sign it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And, you know, that's why forcing him to sign it. All I can think of is the scene from Day Live of putting on the glasses. <laughs> It's, it's, it's like they're forcing. Like, come on, sign it, sign it. I would have loved if this just turned into a ten-minute non-stop fight scene. <laughs> this is the right franchise to do it. Yeah. Oh, it'd be great if there was more fighting in this, oh, this movie. Oh. Yeah. There's a shocking lack of fighting in the movie. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, you guys I, talked about. Uh... Oh, sorry. Wait, go ahead. I I just want to. This is a perfect perfect way for me to illustrate. It is here where the building threat finally becomes apparent to Daniel. Okay. We are 42 minutes into this movie and suddenly there's a physical altercation and a karate kid. Okay. So karate kid one, 12 minutes in Daniel is getting pounded on the beach. Karate kid two, 28 minutes in Daniel and Miyagi get kidnapped by chosen and brought to face Sato. And here we are 42 minutes in. Daniel blissfully <laughs> unaware for nearly half the movie, and then finally he's got something that he's got a uh, he's got to fight against. Well, and he still doesn't know the why. Plot... <laughs> yeah. yeah, the plot literally had to kick in the door to come and get him <laughs> at this point. By the way, I way through the movie, it. man. God damn. 
I looked ahead to our next movie, and it's 13 minutes in when the first <laughs> physical altercation happens. So, so that's going like, to be oh, the at least they one. learned that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So you don't watch this one for the action, I guess. <laughs> no, I think you watch it for the comedy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all be honest. You watch it for Terry Silver. <laughs> right, right. That's Nick. Have you guys uh, talked at all about uh, Jonathan Albertson's Twitter account by any no. chance? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, is it scary? <laughs> so, no, no. It's like I was just, um, I, it just made me love him even more because oh. uh, I, I went looking for more details on him, and he's not got a Wikipedia page. But if you go on his Twitter, he's got 107 followers. Oh. Uh, and his last tweet was, can you believe they deleted my page from Wikipedia? Am I that oh, well. irrelevant? <laughs> Oh no! And then, uh, he, yeah, yeah. And then he's just like, you go through. He's only got like five or six tweets, but one of them is just like, shout out to all my followers, all nine of them. Lol. Oh, wow. Uh, and then, yeah, one of them. Then the first one is, does Twitter serve any purpose? All caps. <laughs> that uh, is everybody's <laughs> first tweet, though. That is just like, why am I here? What is this even for? I think mine was basically that. Just trying this out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the. Uh, uh, I kind of thought, like, oh, John Albertson's son, he's bound to have, like, an online presence. And it's just, like, even says in his bio, aspiring actor. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, 35 years later, he's still not cracked it, apparently. He's, he's hoping to be an actor someday. But... He's got a very short IMDb, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Daniel then shoves the application back at Mike and, uh, and says, you sign it. And that's when uh, now Mike is just ready to scrap. And I love that his version of wanting to like fight. He's like, hold me back. Hold me. And he's like leaning into snake, like just like, so snake can grab him by the shoulders and hold him back. And he's just like, like he could easily pull himself away from snake and go after Daniel, but it's totally like uh stage fighting. I don't know. It's like wrestling. Yeah. It's all about the illusion. It's all yeah. about the drama. You know, you, you want to mm. pretend I'm going to bat you. You don't actually want to get in a fight. You want to threaten him with the threat of a fight. <laughs> I have a quote yeah. from Sean Kanan, who plays Mike Barnes. He says, I did this film when I was a very new actor, and there's so many things I wish I had done differently, but that's where I was at that point in my life. And it's interesting now as an actor who's worked over 35 years in the business to look back on it. So I look back on it with a certain level of fondness and a certain level of having to cover my eyes. <laughs> hey, it's a realistic answer. I like that. Yeah. Don't be ashamed of it. Yeah. Take learn from it. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I really want to know uh, if if him and John Albertson like did you know character work when the cameras weren't rolling because like I I'm fascinated by the relationship between Snake and Mike Barnes particularly because like it's not that you know Snake didn't come with Barnes he's part of Silver's random goon crew that he has around his mansion. And it's right. like these these guys have to hang out a lot. Like they you know they, they have to stake out Daniel. They have to you know follow him to the the, the mountain and stuff. It's like well, because Mike Barnes seems so he seems so close lipped, and like snakes right. is such a chatterbox. Like what were they talking about the whole time? Like was it just snake constantly nattering? And Mike Barnes been like, once I get rid of Larusso, I'm gonna kill you too. Or like, <laughs> is there a blossoming love story between these guys? Like, They're like the evil version of Daniel and Miyagi. One's talking all the time. One's serene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was wondering be if the, Mike the ship we never saw, Snarns. <laughs> I was wondering if Mike and Snake uh, like rehearsed this on their way over. He's like, "All right, first I'm gonna go. I'm gonna turn. Mm-hmm. I I always turn the lights off. That's my gag." Okay, so <laughs> uh, 
Uh, they, I'm going to really get into his face. Obviously, he'll cave. But I guess if he doesn't, then you can. But, and he's like, yeah, I'll get it. But I don't want to fight right now. You got to hold me back. Okay, I'll hold you back. And then we'll leave. Okay. They definitely <laughs> rehearsed it because they start towards the end doing like a good cop, bad cop thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it's like, come on, that's rehearsed. Nobody does that naturally. Come on, yeah. Mike. Let LaRosso sleep on it. <laughs> I just I don't get like yeah snakes the the exit of been like oh he's usually such a serene guy. you know again it's just yeah. his layers of sarcasm no, okay, but like, yeah. like what what's he what's the actor even thinking there just like why is snake acting like this now when he was so aggressive before like what's the <laughs> yeah, he can't switch to good cop in the middle of the thing. again riff tracks <laughs> is he being sarcastic <laughs> and there's a line I absolutely just like do not understand in the funniest way when. Uh, they call him a, a slime ball. It's like slime ball. That's cute. You know, what did your mother teach you that? Is that, yeah. is, is that supposed to be an insult? Did your mother <laughs> teach you that? Like, it's, it's uh, akin to, um, must be bring a worm for a walk week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, I, I don't understand what he's trying to say there. <laughs> because it's such a wholesome insult as if yeah. like Mike Barnes was coming in with like, like Tarantino, just like pretty, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, shooting off swear words every which way. But like he's, he's not saying anything that intimidating either. So it's no. more like, oh, slime ball. Why you like four four years old? Come on, you can insult me better than that. But yeah, maybe. especially and when also, he's like, uh, you can dream about me. And it's like, what do you think you're chosen? You keep for your collection? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the, mm. I did note uh, for my purposes, uh, my uh, much valued uh, upcoming <laughs> podcast, I do declare, where uh, look at movies that have uh, exclamation points in the title. Uh, <laughs> and I saw that um, uh, Mike Barnes, the bad boy of karate, was in a movie called Hack, which has an exclamation point at the end. Apparently oh, wow. it's a, a movie where uh, a, a Winnie from the Wonder Years and a group of other random uh, C-list celebrities uh, go for like you know How spend dare a, you. Like That's a, uh, weekend of... <laughs> it's no offense or but you know it is what it is uh, <laughs> yeah and yeah, uh yeah, yeah the, the they get wrapped up in a snuff film basically uh, and uh, one of the perpetrators is mike barnes and he he apparently is in a relationship in it with uh juliet landau who of course played oh, drusilla and, Buffy. and josh yeah. cat was named drusilla after that very character so yeah, and my cat is in the room right now using a lip spray. Hi, Drusilla. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing Kane Hodders in this movie too. Oh, yeah, apparently so. Yeah. It actually looks I, like a pretty like. Watch this. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. I was like, you know what? I would watch that. Like, hack <laughs> seems like maybe that that is a that's an episode of I Do Declare right there. <laughs> yeah. Hack. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Hell yeah. Yeah. He was also right. in VIP. Uh, the. Yeah. Sadly, underappreciated Pamela Anderson TV show that me and John both legitimately love. Uh, it's great. The episode back. with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mwah. Oh yeah, it was, a, it was a great. It was a great show. Uh, and uh, he was also in apparently in Hell's Kitchen as himself, uh, which is a show I watched with my friend Dave, who is a chef. And oh wow, we loved it because it's it's absolute complete trash. Hell's Kitchen, <laughs> but I just like the idea that he was there and then like. In the middle of dinner service, he just barge into the kitchen and be like, "Have you have you cooked that risotto yet? <laughs> Cook it!" Just like throwing rice at people. <laughs> all right, are we good to move to uh, Miyagi's garden now? Mm-hmm. Are we? Oh, we all, uh, so uh, we see that it's now got a punching bag bag hanging 
uh, in the back garden. And I was like, do karate students need punching bags? Yeah, that feels I, like a Daniel I, I have edition. One. Okay, you have yeah. one? Oh. Yeah. All right. I guess I it makes sense if you wanna if you wanna train like an all round almost like in the in the Bruce Lee method of well I'm gonna use mm. different things. It's not all about tradition. Use what works. Mm. So that feels like something Daniel's done. I couldn't see Miyagi going, here is my punching bag. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a new addition. Like Miyagi's okay. constantly side eyeing the punching bag of like, oh, I don't like this thing. I don't want it <laughs> in my <Yeah>. garden. <laughs> It feels very much like it's there for attack, not defense as well. Like, mm, he wouldn't mm. like that. But okay, the kids yeah, brought it true. in. I'll, I'll let him have yeah. one thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the kid's feeling antsy. Go beat on the bag a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Pretend you're Rocky. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're doing kata together again. And suddenly, a tall stranger with a ponytail enters the garden. And uh, it is Terry Silver, and he is wearing his average income civilian costume, uh, <laughs> which includes a white polo with a great ja- a gray jacket, blue jeans, and white sneakers. So you had to have white yeah. sneakers with your blue jeans, Batman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say not a much better dresser than Snake by any means. Uh, <laughs> my one thing against the only bad thing I could say about Terry Silver is the guy has no style at all. Like, <laughs> I agree, but yeah, you've got to remember though, now here, as was just brought up, he's kind of in disguise. Yeah, he's trying to play a character. This this is a tailored costume. I just mean him throughout the whole movie. Like Uh, I always think he looks, and I I hate the scraped back to like it's iconic that ponytail, but like Mm. it looks awful. I think they do when you see him in the uh, you know the the, his early episodes of Cobra Kai when he's letting the hair flow. He's like, oh, he's got cool bouncy like he's got a thick lustrous head of hair it looks like david carradine yeah 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 and it's like i always feel ashamed to be like is this a i think you should leave thing of like well he's an asshole so he's have slick back hair you know (laughs) (laughs) he's got slick back this is pushback (laughs) and the way he walks up here i thought maybe i'm reading too much into this movie i'm not sure i thought it showed a lot about his true character Right. Because he's he's turning up and trying to be all polite and respectful and, you know, he's playing a part. But really, when you when you think about it, this guy, he's a martial arts expert. He knows you don't just barge in and interrupt this this cutter. Like you, you you if you were a nice, respectful person, you would hold back. You would wait. Right. So mm. I thought it's like um he's trying to be nice, but he, he, he kind of can't because he's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's trying his best and failing. <laughs> He saw the snake method didn't work. So he's like, okay. Yeah. Snake's suggestion, of course, before he went in, which is like, go in there and just like go turn the lights off first. That's my opening. Mo- There's, it's daylight outside. What are you talking about? Oh, crap. That's my, that's my entire uh, thing. Well, I can't go. I guess, sir, you're going to have to go. Uh, so he says, he introduces himself as Terry Silver. Uh, so he's not worried about Daniel or Miyagi Googling him. Uh <laughs> And he says his master is Kim Sun Young of South Korea, and uh, I ask you, I, I ask you, uh, is Kim Sun Young real? Because from this, if if it was this movie alone, I would have thought he was lying about this. Mm-hmm. But according to Cobra Kai, Kreese's captain, Captain Turner, says he learned Tang Soo Do from Kim Sun Young during the Korean War. And he's like, we got to learn the ways of the enemy. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, well, and he taught it to Kreese and Terry. 
So if Master Kim wasn't made up by Captain Turner, then Terry is at least lying that like it was like Master uh, Master Kim is his uh, sensei, his teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's no, no I, reason the captain would have made up that guy. That's true. Yeah, but I don't I don't buy for one second that he's still in contact with this person. Like I think <laughs> right. they they're real, and maybe people in the martial arts world have heard of the guy. So Terry's using it. It, it. He's not friends with him anymore. He's probably dead. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> also, like, uh, he uses the word master for uh, Master Kim. And, it, like, is Miyagi a master? Like, is Miyagi Daniel's master? I mm. think Miyagi feels like he's uh, beyond that. He, he doesn't care. Yeah. Right. He wouldn't yeah. use the term master. He says, oh, I thought you meant beyond, like, he's, like, even better than a master. <laughs> I mean, well, he is. Yeah. Of karate. Yeah, he is. And, and, and that's actually, this is so, it's kind of off topic, but also on topic. The original discussions for the Emperor in Star Wars were George Lucas saying, you can get this. He's like, well, he wouldn't have a lightsaber. Neither would Yoda. He's like, because they're, they're so far beyond that. They're so powerful mm, that they right. they have no need for something like that. And it's almost it, like, yeah, Miyagi, he's like, well, he's that good. It's kind of like, I'm not going to, I'm not cocky, you know. Yeah, yeah. I do appreciate that, too. Also being like, also George Lucas, big lightsaber fight between Emperor and Yoda. Well, that's, <laughs> he went back on everything he bloody said, didn't he? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, originally yeah. the lightsabers were supposed uh, to be really heavy. That's why the, the fight yeah. was so slow. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just changed his mind. But um, the other thing about this that really got to me was word only just reached Korea about last year. Yeah. How are they sending messages? I know there's no text messaging then, but what, carrier pigeon? What are they doing? Yeah. Just a guy swimming across the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, information still flowed quite quickly in the 80s. (laughs) Well, they're just getting the first run of the Rockford files now. So it's (laughs) kind of like that. That's part of uh, Terry's mission. It's like, I'm over here for the VHSs. Yeah, I'm going to bring back more Robert. <laughs> yeah. We got a guy taping it over here. <laughs> it took me two months to get here, though. <laughs> so, I don't know how many tapes he's had to go through. Again, though, like, it's the 80s. There's planes. It won't take that long. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I would assume that they're so, like, zen out there that they probably are away from phones and TVs and all that. And they're just studying, uh, tank pseudo all, you know, around the clock. Oh yeah. South Korea is known for its lack of technology. (laughs) 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 I'm not saying the country in general, but master Kim students, perhaps, I don't know. Um, so Terry says Kreese was their Korean school's top student. And they only recently found out about his dishonorable actions uh and uh, and so terry uh says his teacher sends his apologies um and miyagi says i accept apology so terry is implying that the karate crease was taught wasn't the real cobra kai mm. <laughs> that's what i'm thinking like uh you know and 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 that that they're planting seeds with daniel and maybe even miyagi that cobra kai they're actually interested in honor and right and wrong you know, the, what Kreese was doing was a warped version of Cobra Kai. <laughs> well, I think ultimately whoever taught Kreese probably, yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember his name. As we find um, out. They, they were probably an honorable person or maybe their teacher. You know, it gets like watered down as it gets passed mm-hmm. on. Like, I think it started with good intentions. I don't think it started by an evil person. 
Yeah. And that Captain Turner guy was just so conf- like the whole time I was like, is that Anthony Michael Hall? And then <laughs> yeah, it turned yeah. out it wasn't. He was just some other guy. <laughs> I, so, I don't know. And I'm like about him to seem like, oh, he seems like he's a nice guy. No, he's a complete evil asshole. Just like <laughs> yeah. Terry Silver, I guess. <laughs> So in yeah. the in the novel version, this the first appearance of Terry then. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of like much, that. Yeah, it's interesting. It may the book is like eighty six pages long, but. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I guess they did exercise a lot of materials. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So I guess I, although, you know you'll talk about, it, but like when Crease shows back up too, that must be like if you were just reading the book, it would be like what. Crease is here too. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't wait to get to that part. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's a long book. I gotta take my time with it. Um, but yeah, what a strange feeling to have a representative from Cobra Kai apologize to Miyagi and then bow to him. Yeah, wow. but Miyagi his fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did. I just like yeah. Miyagi's like, all right, apology accepted. It really just feels like. This could have been an email, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, totally. You have interrupted Arcada for this. I I really love that about Miyagi. He he doesn't like overdo things. He 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 senses something's off about this guy a little bit. He's like, okay, fine, yeah, apology mm-hmm. accepted. Could, can you leave now? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of busy. Uh, I don't know. The an apology though from this master Kim would not mean much because. Uh, there are no bad students. There are only bad teachers. So if oh. Kreese was bad, that means Master Kim was worse. Mm. Well, ah. I mean, you could you could ultimately consider it that way. Like, you know, maybe Master Kim is a very good man, but maybe he was a bad teacher if he didn't stop Kreese from going down the path he went down. Right, mm. right. Uh, but then again, you know, you can't really stick strictly to the bad student, bad teacher, because it would just mean there's just like any bad student. There's like a huge line of bad teachers, worse and yeah. worse behind them. Uh, That's how it works. And you work, you you fight your way up to the top. <laughs> only a Sith de- deal, you know, deals in absolutes. Oh. So we can't really. Uh, oh, then, then Terry successfully lands one of uh, Mr. Miyagi's favorite buzzwords. He says, uh, I was sent here to help John regain balance. And uh, yeah. I, I love that Miyagi is just like he's like hope you can be successful, but you know it, it, the subtitle should read like good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's totally the vibe. Like, uh, not gonna work. Yeah. I do. I love Miyagi's whole vibe here. It's, it feels like Terry's plan could go so badly wrong. He's like, I'm gonna get in there and get in the whole conversation with him. It yeah. could be like, oh, so I'll come over here to apologize for John Kreese. Like, apology accepted. Get out. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like, oh, God. So uh, there's a reason I should stay here and keep talking to you. Like, is there really? <laughs> like, just get the hell out of my house, man. Yeah. Then then it says, uh, then he breaks the bad news that basically John Kreese died <gasps> of a broken heart. <laughs> oh. He wasn't nothing physically wrong with him. He just sort of lost the will to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just really wanted to beat that teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Can you blame him? There's a little bit of shade there, too, where he's kind of, like, trying to imply guilt of, like, well, you know, after everything happened and he lost all his students, that really wrecked him, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, well, I wonder if it's, doing. like, yeah, is he trying to make them feel guilty? Yeah, you know, Daniel definitely is trying. Is. Miyagi's yeah, every... just like, sucks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every word he comes out with is calculated. It's clever. As you brought up, he uses buzzwords that he knows will resonate. Balance, things like right. this. He brings that up to make them feel kind of guilty. In a second, he brings up uh, the war, 
right? Yeah. He's been involved in clever guy. Play on what now Miyagi knows. Yeah. Mm. I kind of wish he had, when he was leafing through Miyagi stuff, he just like discovered his lesson planner and had a little thing saying balance Wednesday, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like, put a little circle around it. Um, Miyagi's like, but, would you like to stay around? He's like, no, I need to go and do my balance training. <laughs> It's interesting though. At the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of the movie, we have a recap uh, that includes a quote from Karate Kid Part Two about Kreese that living is for for a person like that, living is even worse punishment than death. Mm. So now we find out that you know Kreese killed himself, quote unquote, and Daniel, you know Miyagi is just probably like, yeah, well, you know he's 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 a you know a tortured individual he's a kind of a bad guy and and uh you know uh, uh, he doesn't feel any sort of responsibility for it but i think daniel probably feels a bit uh, uh responsible in some way oh yeah i mean uh, he's he's a kid yeah you know he won't get it he'll he'll feel like oh that was because of me oh crap yeah totally mm-hmm. totally yeah yeah Daniel's I, an emotional guy i researched uh dying of a broken heart uh, there is a broken heart syndrome. It can happen when, quote, an extremely emotional or traumatic event triggers a surge of stress hormones. These hormones can put you in short-term heart failure, which can be life-threatening. So, yeah. Uh, and I was looking for, like, any cases of it in pop culture, and you did <laughs> reference it earlier, the Padme saying, you're breaking my heart, and then she gets <laughs> choked and then delivers some babies and dies because she lost the will to live. Um there are some potential cases in it with people like Johnny Cash, who died like shortly after uh, June Carter Cash died. Um, yeah, you hear about that quite a bit. Like someone, someone at my work, their um, their granddad died, and then like two days later, their grandma died. Yeah. yeah. Well, the or, uh, after Carrie Fisher, of course. Exactly. Well. That's that was my other example. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And of course, uh, uh, I need to mention um, the Sim- the the Simpsons. The Simpsons, I can't speak now. Uh, Apparently, in season two, there's an episode called Old Money, where Grandpa Simpson dates a woman who dies, and he says later, you know, Jasper, they may say she died of a burst ventricle, but I know she died of a broken heart. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that one. I, I am not fluent in The Simpsons, but I, I just knew that would be the right audience uh, for that quote. Uh, Hell yes. (laughs) Moving and funny. Mm. Uh, so then Terry, yeah, really leads into the performance. And I wonder, like, do you think he like practiced this in front of a mirror, practiced it in front of Snake and Mike and, and Dennis earlier? Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's, it's it's studied. It's acted. It's it's a he's, whole he's performance. So, he gets so he's like properly method about this. This is yeah. really like you really should consider a career in the theater, Terry. <laughs> if, like you're willing to go this deep undercover. And play an entirely different person twenty four seven around these around yeah. these people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Unless that's where maybe that's where the money actually came from. Like, oh, all the toxic waste stuff. That's incidental. Like, <laughs> I'm already a soap star. He <laughs> <laughs> comes in. Daniels is like, "Aren't you the guy from another world?" Like, no, no okay, huh? <laughs> completely different guy. That's my brother. <laughs> and then he, he so he, he kind of tries to pull at their heartstrings <laughs> with with uh, with Kreese's military record, and then tries to play to i think miyagi's ego even though miyagi doesn't have one by saying like oh more medals of honor came out of the 442nd and all of world war ii put together um and, and i i guess they're just kind of he's just kind of doing this to relate to miyagi more as like you know veteran to veteran mm, mm. um yeah i'm surprised that there's not any level of silver respecting um miyagi for that at all 
Like nope. you think, yeah, the veteran, the veteran <laughs> thing, it might be like, oh, well, you know, we both served. So it just seems like no, it's entirely fake. Like he's right. Oh fake. yeah, we it's saw fake. him scoffing on Monday. <laughs> yeah, and that that ties into what we were saying on Monday about how it's yeah. probably sort of self. Like what was I was going to say, like um, uh, being what's the word I'm trying to think of? I'm blanking on the word. You know, he's he's very jealous of him almost. He's mm. sort of like. You get all the praise. I get nothing. I was abandoned. <laughs> you know. At least he's rich. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, respect and honor go a long way. That's probably the way. <laughs> and he's a martial artist, so maybe he does feel that way. He's like, well, it's nice being rich, but I've lost all of this other stuff. Then hmm. uh, he kind of plays to Daniel's ego a little bit, calling him the champion, and then, then apologizes to him and bows to him, you know, as we... Uh, uh, wrap up this segment and uh, I like that Daniel kind of bows back not even looking him in the eye kind of like thinking maybe like hey maybe Cobra Kai isn't that bad maybe it was just crease you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, this guy seems cool <laughs> there's already slight indications of Daniel's turn to the dark side already mm, I'm like well yeah. yeah Miyagi won't react if you, if you stroke his ego but Danny oh yeah yeah he responds well when he uh when he shows up at Terry's palace wearing all black, we'll know. Uh, <laughs> and Snake will be like, ah! uh, All right. Uh, that's where we end this segment. But uh, we want to help our guests promote uh, Batman, which, yeah, we have mentioned it earlier. Uh, just wrapped up four movies. Uh, so, and, you know, that's what our goal is, you know? So, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I think that's a franchise where I probably would have done our method where Batman and Robin would have ended up being four minutes of time. So, <laughs> but you guys are brave. Like, <laughs> oh, fair, there's, there is literally something to talk about in every minute of Batman and yeah. Robin. Like there's yeah. a lot wrong in that movie. <laughs> and, and we're about to start a new podcast about one of the worst movies of all time, apparently. Mm. Uh, but I love it. And Niall, you love it too, don't you? So oh, people yeah, who think absolutely. it's bad are wrong. It's about Miami connection. Yeah. I still have yeah. to watch that movie. Oh, it, that it is. Movie. It's a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful experience, Miami Connection. Like it's it gets a awesome. bad rap for no reason. And oddly tied into rap. this, I suppose. Yeah, everybody just hates the movie and oh, it's one of those so bad it's good movies. And you know, there's stuff to make fun of. And we're gonna make fun <laughs> of it. But it's also so pure and there's so much heart in it. It's like, oh, you can't help but love it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I did have three Batman related questions though before we wrap up. Uh, oh. uh that that relates. Uh number one. Would Terry Silver be a formidable enemy to Batman? Hmm. <laughs> oh, he's very tricksy. I think he might be because Batman wouldn't see him coming. He's not the yeah. obvious villain. Yeah. Mm. Although, uh, yeah, that's kind of that's a that's a good question actually. Yeah, because I think cause Batman's also he, he's a guy who doesn't mind like you know punching under the belt as well, just like Terry Silver. They would be very evenly matched. I think. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think they. Yeah, I think that would actually be a good. That should be one of those YouTube videos of like Terry Silver versus Batman. Just to see. <laughs> yeah. Particularly you have snakes there to back him up too, because he'd do the proper like, oh, you know, <laughs> turn out the lights. <laughs> turn out the lights, Batman's like, oh, yes. At the very least, it needs to be the next epic, epic rap battles of history video that they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my just second, but like, he's all like, you know, but I was, you know, but I was born in the dark, wasn't I? Batman? <laughs> I was molded by it. Uh, my second question is, which version of Batman would you like to see Terry face off against the most? Like, if they were like, we're going to put Terry Silver in a movie with Batman, but you pick the actor that's going to play Batman. And obviously then bringing in maybe the universe 
that uh, that Batman is in. I mean, I think it'd have to be it'd have to be a Schumacher film. Whether you want him <laughs> with Kilmer or Clooney is the question, really. Uh, I was I think torn because be... I was thinking that as well, but at the same time, I don't know. I'd kind of like to see him fight a, against a physical Batman. Maybe maybe a Batfleck. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Batfleck is a guy you know slamming. You know, sledgehammers against a tire and stuff like yeah. that. He might actually like stand up. He might actually demolish Terry Silver. To be fair, whereas uh, Rob, like... Robert Battenson, no chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, yeah, uh, Battenson just knows how okay. to take a punch. Like he'll just keep yeah. coming. He'd, he'd be like Danny Larusso actually in the, in the first movie, yeah. where it's just like completing just one good punch is all it takes. But he's just getting the crap knocked out of him the rest of the time. <laughs> Uh, my final question is, which one of Batman's rogue gallery uh, do you think would make a great team up with Terry Silver? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, Raj al Ghul would be like, ideal. <laughs> they both, Terry Silver is kind of like the Raj al Ghul of the, yeah. uh, of the Karate Kid universe. <laughs> well, that's why I actually think, right, he should team up with somebody completely different, where you think the main villain is like Calendar Man or something. But then you find out halfway through the villain behind the villain is Terry Silver. He's organized Ooh. it all. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Terry Silver can play more like a, a Liam Neeson, Rajal Ghul, helping Batman, and then turns out he's been behind the whole thing the entire time. That's you know, it. Kind of like yeah, what he did here in this movie. <laughs> oh my God! Noted hack Christopher Nolan <laughs> swiped the, the plotline of Batman Begins from Karate Kid Three. He did. Should have known. Should have known. Well, I don't want our guests to die of a broken heart, but it is time to wrap up our show for this week. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but thank you so much uh, to the both of you for uh, joining us for this. Oh, thank you. Yay. Exceptionally happy, particularly to talk about Snake and uh, Terry <laughs> Silver, because they are really like just some of the best characters in the, like, not, well, I would say Terry Silver probably is one of the, legitimately one of the best characters in the Karate Kid universe, particularly in his portrayal in Cobra Kai, but. <laughs> Uh, snake is just like man, one of the worst you're right and uh <laughs> <laughs> all right well i want to make sure we i mean we did talk about batman but please plug your uh, uh podcast one more time before we leave yeah you can uh, come and hear more from us if you really want to uh, at the podcast bat minute where we talk about the batman movies one minute at a time so you can you can find that everywhere all all places you get podcasts so you can go to the batminute.com <laughs> Uh, and as I said, we have our upcoming minute by minute because we're insane uh, show about Miami connection called Miami Minutes. So you can check that out as well. Uh, I've purchased a web address, but I haven't made a website yet. <laughs> so <laughs> I won't even plug that. You just Google Miami Minutes. Miamins. Miamins. It should have been. We were contemplating loads of cool <laughs> pun names like that. And then it's like, that's yeah. getting confusing. <laughs> yeah. Minami Minutes. I think it was Min- Min- yeah, Min- yeah. And where does that movie Min-Ami actually connection. take place? Like five minutes of it are in Miami. Yeah. Almost none of it is in Miami. Um, is it connected to all... Miami at least? <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty much all of it's Orlando. <laughs> Orlando, right. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's the same with Fargo. No one can play that. That takes place in Brainerd. But yeah. they that's go all right. with Fargo. So. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's not a great movie title, Brainer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody listening, tune in next week when, oh boy, I hope you didn't eat because Jessica is going to bring Daniel a huge surprise. And until next time. You know those guys? No. I want to keep it that way. You talking about us? <laughs> <laughs>